But today I've got a message for you. I want to get into it because I know I have way more message than I have time. Yeah? Brilliant. So this is what it says in Acts 1 and verse 6. We are talking about uh, the Holy Spirit's role in us. And the message title today is this is what you need. If you're taking notes, this is what you need. If you're not taking notes, the title is this is what you need. Um, And it says this in Acts 1, 6 and 10, when they had gathered... Just outside Jerusalem, at the Mount of Olives, they asked Jesus. Pause for a moment, because I need to add some context. Jesus has been living on the earth. He's, uh, he, he's called the disciples. They've done amazing, amazing things. Jesus has uh, struggled with trusting himself or obeying God, and he obeyed God and gave his life. And on the third day, he rose again. If you, if you understand that, Jesus gave his life his perfect life, so we could exchange our broken life. I reckon that's a pretty good deal so that we could live in eternity with Him. That's how much He loves you. If you're new to this, if you're online just joining us for the first time, if you're in one of our venues and you don't know Jesus, He loves you so much that He would give His life for you so that you could exchange your broken life, your life of chaos, for His perfect life so that He can live in eternity with you. That's pretty amazing, right? And so he did that, and now he's he's come back to life, and he's been hanging out with the disciples, and he's just about to leave. And so he's just about to to go to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, and we pick the story up here. I don't know about you, but when you're growing up and your parents are about to go away for like like a little bit of time, and there's that last message they give you. You know, there's that last moment that you're meant to be listening, but you've got your earpods in or you kind of do another. It's like, it's like that message. If, like, don't worry about everything else. If you get this one right, you're probably going to survive. The house is not going to burn down, right? Cool? Pretty low standard, right? Okay, and so, uh, so this is what's happening. And, uh, and then the disciples say, is now the time, Lord, the time when you will reestablish your kingdom in our land of Israel. And then Jesus says, the Father, on his own authority, has determined the ages and the epochs of history. But you have not been given this knowledge. Like, did they just get told off? Like, they asked this question, which I reckon is quite a good question. Is your kingdom about to come? And he goes, it's not for you to know. I hope he gives us something else in this context. Because all we've, done, all we've done so far is not know anything. So we've asked a question about the time. We've asked a question about what God's going to do. He said that's up for God to know. And then he says these words. Here's the knowledge you need. So you're asking this, but what you need is this knowledge. You will receive the power of the Holy Spirit uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, first here in Jerusalem, then beyond, uh, beyond to Judea and Samaria, and finally to the fi- uh, farthest places on earth. New Zealand. And, uh, and as he finished the commission, he began to rise from the ground before their eyes until the clouds obscured him from their vision, and they strained to get one last glimpse of him going into heaven. And the Lord's emissaries realized two men in white robes were standing among them. What an amazing story. What I mean, that's pretty cool, right? Jesus is there. You're on the winning team. 
you, you think of a, have you ever been somewhere you, where you th- you're trying to think of a really great question to ask? Uh, you meet someone like famous or something like that and you're like, uh, do you like stuff? You know, like you just say things and they did that and then they kind of like, it's not up for you to know that. But what you need is, you need the power of the Holy Spirit because you're going to be a witness and you're going to change the world. And then he lifts up into there. <laughs> so what do we do now? I want to let you know that I don't reckon that's a bad question, but he's saying that's not the right question. I reckon often we don't ask a bad question. Sometimes we do. But often we ask not the right question. I have the privilege to um, uh, to. Uh, do le- a lot of leadership stuff, and one of the environments that I do that in is, is with professional, uh, especially professional rugby players. And um, one of the things that I've learned very fast in this is a lot of guys are asking the wrong question. The question that most people so they go from club rugby into representative or representative into higher level or, or up into the next level. And the number one thing that they always say when we talk about leadership, they just want to know how do I make the team. Because they were in a team, but then they made a better team, and now they're in that team, they're not in the team. They're not, maybe they're on the bench, or maybe they want to be a starter or whatever. And so they're always just saying, if I said, if there's one thing you could talk to the coach about, what would it be? And they always say, how do I make the team? And I'm like, that's the wrong question. And they say, it's not a bad question, it's just not the right question. The better question to ask for them and their circumstance is, how do I get better? Because if they improve all of the time, they're going to make the team. Are you with me? And so it's not like this is a bad question. God, when's your kingdom coming? It's not like they got it wrong, smack on the hand, you're in trouble, go and sit in the naughty corner. You know, all of that. Are you allowed to do that anymore? I don't even know. I'm not smack on the hand, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, that's not the right question. And um, the right question is, 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 is we, we need to find out what the right question is. And God says, well, I know what you need. Aren't you pleased that God knows what you need when you don't know what you need? You think you know what you need? Only three people. Obviously, I know that the people in Papakura, you got the right questions up there. But here, I want to encourage you, sometimes we need to find out what the right questions are. And, and so they ask a question, and then Jesus says, uh, the, uh, Jesus says, you are asking the wrong question. Here's what you need. Or you think you need knowledge, and Jesus is saying, this is what you need. Are you with me? On the count of three, whether you're online or whether you're in here. If you're in a cafe listening to this, you don't have to shout it out. But I want you to help me out. I want you to say, this is what you need on the count of three. One, two, three. Well, I'm pleased Tuaco was really good because that was quite average here. We're going to do that better. I could, I could hear the back row over the front row. Come on, I could hear you. That's all right. But Okay, on the count of three, this is what you need. One, two, three. That was a way better. Thank you so much. This is what you need. Jesus says, when you're asking about information and knowledge, this is what you need. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're talking about what's the role of the Holy Spirit in us. The role of the Holy Spirit in us is we think we know what we need, but God knows what we need. And what we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. We can ask a bunch of questions. And I know a lot of us, a lot of you there, I was going to say us, I was trying to put me in your category, that you're really smart and you're really intelligent. 
But sometimes we can get so caught up in knowledge and information that we forget it's not actually about that. We are, we are choosing from the wrong tree, so to speak, and God's saying what you actually need. You don't need more information. You don't need more understanding. What you need is the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not saying that God doesn't want you to be wise and have information. They actually go hand in hand. In fact, wisdom is one of the gifts that God gives us. But rather than that being the goal, the goal is having the Holy Spirit that with the power of the Holy Spirit that would live inside of us. You with me? Brilliant, three of you. That's so great. So uh, we, we think we need an answer. How many times have you thought, if I just had the answer to that, then I would do it? Yeah? Nobody? Oh, gosh. There's, there's not a lot of honest people here. Hey, if I just knew that, if I just did that, then I'd invest. Or if I just did that, then I would do that. If I knew that, then I would do that. We, we, we have all of that. And God's saying, you got the wrong question. The question is, if you had the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, then you'd be able to do whatever it was. Yeah? Actually, retract that. If God's calling you to do that in the Holy Spirit, you can do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Not whatever you like. That probably someone's going to tell me. My pastor Michael's going to tell me off for that. What you need, God gives the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? He says, what, do you, what you need is, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing that God knows what we need. We want the answers to time. We want the answers. We want the understanding and we want knowledge. And we live in a generation and a time that has more knowledge and more understanding than ever before and we're the most miserable generation there's ever been. Now, I'm not saying you're miserable. I'm not saying we're a miserable, you know what I mean? We, we, we have more anxiety, we have more depression, we have more people struggling with all different things, and we have more information and more knowledge than ever before. But what we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Sometimes we think we know, and God's just being really clear. We want to know God's business, and He says, I'll give you the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that funny? He said to your parents, I want to know your business. I don't think my parents would have given me the power of the Holy Spirit. They would have given me something else. <laughs> Temptation is what we want. Temptation is what we want. In Genesis 2 and verse 9, it talks about the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And I reckon as Jesus uh, aligns these things together, and it's like a new beginning, right? So in Genesis, is the first beginning, but this is a new beginning. Jesus has come to earth, and now it's up to the kids to run the Run the kingdom. Are you with me? Yeah, we've we got, we, we got buy-in here. God's saying, hey, it's up to you guys now. We're going to set you, we're gonna set you free. We're going to set you to go for it. And, and it's kind of like this new beginning again. And he says, hey, I want to remind you, which tree are you going to choose to live from? Are you going to choose to take knowledge? Where did that end us up before? Yeah, if you don't know the story, that the snake came and he, he, he tempted Eve, and said, take for that for yourself. She chose what was good for herself. Up until that point, the only person that had chose what was good for people was God. He, he created it, and he said that was good. And then she chose to take for herself from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, 
And he says, well, hey, what about this tree over here? What you need is this tree. There's an obedience thing here. Do we trust God or do we trust information? Do we trust God or do we trust knowledge? Now, as I said before, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be wise. I'm not saying that we, you shouldn't do all of the sums and do all of those things. But if you're trusting those things, God says what you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. And what I need is the power of the Holy Spirit. And what we need in, in Tuaco is the power of the Holy Spirit. And what we need in this nation is the Holy Spirit. And what we need for the kingdom of God to come is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Cool. Yeah, you, I reckon you could have... I, I haven't been here, spoken here for a little while. I'm kind of like that school teacher that I'm looking for... Um, uh, that you've got what I'm talking about, yeah? I know it's a little bit harder if you've got a mask on, but if you're, if you're in the room and I'm talking and you've got what I'm, I, I'm saying, then let me know, otherwise I'm just going to keep going until I, because I just, I got to make sure you got the point, right? So you can, yeah, that's great. So you can yell out whatever you like. You can yell out and say, come on, that's great. You can say, great message. You can go preach it, white boy, whatever you want. You, but if it helps me to move on, then it helps us to get out of here faster. Are you with me? Brilliant. Preach it, white boy. Okay. I got a little bit of a tan, so I'm doing all right. I want you to understand that, that God speaks to us and he says, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose knowledge or are you going to choose the tree of life, the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And he's saying, uh, it sounded English for a moment there. Yeah. And uh, in the new, uh, it's a new start and God wants to do something great. I want you to understand is that the power of the Holy Spirit has always been available. Why? Because in Genesis 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and emptiness and darkness, or in some versions it says chaos, I like that one, was over the waters and the Holy Spirit hovered. I love that because it's kind of like what God's saying is what you need is a hovering Holy Spirit to do something amazing. He has the power to change darkness into light, chaos into hope. He has the power to do that. And you're asking God, what are you going to do over there? And He says, what I want to do is put the Holy Spirit in you. If there's chaos in your life, I want to bring, I want to bring form and I want to bring function. If there's, if there's despair in your life, I want to bring hope. If you're find, finding that everything's out of control, I want to bring peace. Right from the beginning, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is there. And he says, and what you need is that you want that in you. Oh man, the Bible is great, isn't it? Isn't God a great God? I think he's amazing. I just got to let you say, I was sitting down there before and Kristen was uh, uh, sharing into the communion. I thought, maybe we should have just got him to do the whole gathering. That was so good. Because it just made me see how good our God is. Like he just, he, he's so patient with us. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And you're choosing, I'm choosing knowledge and I'm choosing information and I'm choosing to take things for myself. And he's waiting. I would have got frustrated and moved on. Just got to be honest. And he's waiting and he says, but what you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. He's always been there. He's always been available. Do you know the person that's the furthest away from God has the Holy Spirit waiting and waiting and waiting and just a moment 
Maybe you're online today and you've never come to church before. Or maybe you're in one of our buildings and you've never come before. God's waiting to move in your life. Where there's chaos, He's wanting to bring hope and He's wanting to bring joy and He's wanting to bring eternal life. And He's waiting. Don't keep Him waiting. He wants to do something amazing in you. He wants to do something amazing through us. The Holy Spirit, the dunamis power, the ability of power hovers above chaos, waiting to create, waiting to bring peace, waiting to bring form, waiting to build foundation in our lives, waiting for ho- uh, to bring hope, waiting to bring fruitfulness, waiting to bring everlasting covenant. He's waiting. And what we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. He's been waiting to release it. He's been longing to release it. And now Jesus says, don't worry about the times. Hey, you know what, right now? You can worry about the times. It's very easy. Turn on the news. Open up any information, you know, articles. There's more than enough stuff. And you can dig deep, and you can dig deeper, and you can dig deeper, and you can dig deeper. And I'm going to tell you there's no hope in any of it. And you can choose to go there. And right now, it's the easiest time there's ever been for us to choose to go there. And God's saying, that's not what you need. What you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Yeah, I reckon we should give God a great big hand. He knows what we need. The presence of God is waiting. It's fully loaded. It's got the gift of dunamis, the power, the miracles, the forgiveness, the peace. He wants to bring order to chaos. And we want, to, we want to know everything that's happening out there. And he says, hey, well, what if we just start in here? The Spirit will bring order to your chaos. You know what I've discovered? doesn't matter how together you are, there's always a little bit of chaos in your life. Yeah? Great. The 9 a.m. short, they weren't so sure, but I'm getting a few people agreeing with me today. Maybe wherever you are watching today, there's a little bit of chaos. You might have got this area right, and this area might be going really well, but there's always a little bit of chaos. You with me? You find out that someone's got sick, and then all of a sudden there's chaos. You find out that this has happened, and and God's saying, what you need is not more information about it. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, he says, I want to start in here. I read this thing this week that says, we're quite good as Christians, as going into the presence of God, we're also quite good at not allowing God to come into us. What we need is the power of the Holy Spirit. Number one, if, you, uh, if you're taking notes, Jesus promised the power of the Holy Spirit. If the band could join me, that would be amazing. Jesus promised the Spirit of God, the Spirit that, had see, that they had seen, the disciples had seen day by day. The Spirit that had spoken words that changed lives, including theirs. The Spirit that had touched the sick and they had been healed. The Spirit that had commanded demons and they were gone. The Spirit that, had been, uh, that used a child's lunch to feed over 5,000. Uh, by the Spirit, He had brought the dead back to life. By the Spirit, He had challenged religious leaders and wisdom and authority. By the Spirit, he had lived a life of perfect goodness. By the Spirit, He had chosen His Father over His own will and gone to the cross. By His Spirit, He was raised from the dead and He now stood before them. And by the Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, He had promised that to them, to us and to you. And God's saying, hey, don't worry about everything. What you need 
And what I need is what I've already shown you. That's how life changes. That's how the kingdom comes. That's how darkness and chaos are replaced by life and hope. What you need is the power of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I became a Christian, I was scared of the Holy Spirit. Because all these people would just get up and they'd tell you stories about how God made them do stuff they didn't want to do. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah? A few honest people, thank you. Appreciate that. And so I was a Christian. I was trying to live out my life, but I had not been baptised in the Holy Spirit because I was scared He's going to ask me to do things I didn't want to do, right? Just being honest. There's only three of us in here, but I'm, I'm one of them. And, uh, and, so, and I just remember wrestling with it and wrestling with it. I, I wish someone had told me this. What I need is not more information. Not to ask more questions. What I needed was the power of the Holy Spirit. And I remember I was at a camp and I just thought, oh, you know what? It was just, it was just playing with me too much. And I was just like, oh, I just need to do that. I went to the front and someone prayed for me. And the power of the Holy Spirit came on my life. And guess what? I've got some stories that if I told you, you wouldn't want the Holy Spirit either. Stories at Chartwell when God told me to pray for the guy behind the counter at the butter chicken store. I was like, this is unfair. Especially when I asked to pray for the man behind the counter and he took, he pulled out his hand like he wanted me to hold it. And I was like, I don't want to hold another man's hand in public. And I prayed for him. He got totally healed. Ulcers, totally healed. Two weeks later, came to church, gave his life to the Lord. One of my, one of my great friends now. I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased I didn't listen to me. I'm so pleased I didn't take from the tree of knowledge of good and evil for me. Because him, his amazing family, my relationship with all of the things, amazing things, I would never have stepped into because guess what? God knew what I needed. And God knew what he needed. And right now, more than ever, you should be praying for the world. And you should be praying for the nation. And God says, great, what you need is the dunamis of the power of the Holy Spirit. The word dunamis, which, which this word we see power, is the word that we would, we would put with dynamite. The word dynamite came from dunamis. Are you with me? But the, the reality is dunamis existed before dynamite. So the word dunamis means to have either a huge power or the power that affects everything around it. Now, I want to be straight up here today, whether you're online, whether you're on one of our campuses, we love you. And we, we, we thank you that you are saying, I want to live a life to please God. Absolutely. But has your life got a power that's like dynamite that affects everything around it? Or like me at times, remember, I'm trying to be honest here. I just try and sneak through the day and make it less, like just, just, oh, I just, I can't deal with that today. I don't want that to blow up because there's going to be another thing. You can have the Holy Spirit in your life without the power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm, interesting. Jesus was baptised in the Holy Spirit. 
It says like a dove came down and landed upon him. Pretty cool, eh? Pretty cool story. And then he said, he went into the desert, 40 days and 40 nights. He went into the desert and he fasted and he came out of the desert with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to be a church that has the Holy Spirit, but the world needs us to have the power of the Holy Spirit. What you need and what the world needs is the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Isn't God good? Aren't you pleased He takes time? Aren't you pleased He's patient? Not like Steve, I would have got out of here a long time ago. Just with me, I would have been annoyed with me. I want you to understand sometimes it can feel, it can feel like the chaos is too much. Or maybe what God's calling us to is too much. But you know, one of the things I've discovered when I became a Christian, I had black hair, that's how long I've been a Christian. So I've learned a few things along the way. But what I have learned is that God speaks to you and you should just do what He says. In fact, the people who are the heroes, my heroes in Christianity, they're not the smartest, they're not the most gifted, they're just the people the most regularly who listen to God and do what He says.